host, you're learning about Ohio. Yes, that's so, right. So, you know, you got to ask the nuances. So I'm mostly here to just sit and learn and listen yeah. to you guys. Well, well, as, as you learn, <laughs> then you can say, well, how does that work? How does that work? Whatever you want, wherever okay. you want to go, just interrupt me. You ready? We are back with Me to Unshackled. We are going through many, many, many states here. We are back with Me to Unshackled. We are going through many, many, many states here at MG BitCon 2023. We have gone through so many already, and I'm so excited to now get to one of the most hottest markets, most talked about markets in the cannabis space, Ohio. And we have not just one, not just two, two lawyers for you for the next 30 minutes, which if they were running billable hours, would probably cost us like $1,200. So thank At you least. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not charging enough. Uh, would probably cost us $1,500. Okay, whatever. Um, so we thank you guys for donating some time to introduce yourself to the audience and giving us a little bit of overview of the history of Ohio, the market structure, medicinal adult use, what's going on there. Etc. So we're going to get right into that. But first of all, let me have my co-host in training introduce herself. Hi, Stanislava here. Excited to be part of this segment with these gentlemen. Yeah, so when, you, when they get to something, you're like, well, how does that work? You just interrupt me and take it over from there. <laughs> sure so will. I want to introduce Sam and John. Let's give 30 seconds about you and your company and what you guys do from the business perspective. Then we're going to dive into Ohio. You go ahead. Uh, sure. Sam yeah. Porter, uh, partner at the law firm of Ice Miller. Uh, been there about five years, but before that, um, worked in the heavily regulated industries of uh, alcohol and gaming. Uh, so before coming to the firm, it was a great foray, foray into understanding the regulatory structure. Um, and cannabis is, is very similar to the licensing schemes and then the relationships that you need to build with regulators. Excellent, Good. excellent. So you've been involved in cannabis in Ohio for how many years? Uh, five. Five years. Five years of cannabis Ohio. Any other states you're working in? Um, Sure, we, we actually work all across the country. All across the country. Mm -hmm. um, so our law firm is based, it's Ice Miller. We're based, at, our headquarters is Indianapolis. We're in our Columbus office, but we're in New York, D.C., Maryland, uh, Pennsylvania, Chicago. Um, uh, but, we, but we work all over. Fantastic. So you can take clients for any jurisdiction? Yes, sir. Yeah. Just, uh, excellent. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, John Oberly, I'm a partner with Ice Miller. I've been with the firm for 23 years. Uh, and uh, we, uh, the firm is also known as Vice Miller, right? So we do cannabis and gaming law as well, right? So uh, uh, good to be with you today. A, a partner. Yeah. This is like high-level yeah. stuff. Yeah. Again, shout-out to Larissa, our pro program director, who has brought us incredible talent. These are the go-to guys, high-level thinkers who understand Ohio clearly. So who wants to go first about where Ohio uh, originated? When did it first go medicinal? And, and walk us through from medicinal to adult use, and I'm gonna ask you some questions along the, along the way, sure. the evolution. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about the history of Ohio and, yeah. and how we got to where we are. Um, yeah. I mean, how far back do we wanna go? Maybe 2015, I mean, yeah. Sure. probably, yeah, so. Was that the first medicinal marijuana? That's, that's when there was an, uh, a ballot initiative uh, started in Ohio around 2015, and uh, the effort w was moved forward, and it was about to pass, and was about to move forward, and the, I think it was 2017, right, when the legislature, uh, 2016, 2017, 16. when the legislature finally passed medicinal law, right? And, okay, so and it, was, it was passed legislatively, but there was a threat of initiative, or? There was a threat of an initiative, okay. yeah. There was, uh, and that's how the current adult use issue passed in Ohio that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, in Ohio, 
um, the voters have a constitutional right of initiative, right? So they can collect signatures, they can get, uh, it's about 132,000 signatures to put it on the ballot for the voters to decide. When medicinal was being pushed in, you know, in discussions in 2015 and 2016, uh, the legislature did not like the language. They wanted to control their own destiny. And so the legislature stepped up and they passed uh, uh, legislation to authorize medical program, right? Kudos to those legislators. Yeah. That's a really intelligent way yeah. to govern. Yeah. We had that issue in Arizona. We were trying to push an adult use initiative, yeah. trying to encourage legislators to, and we also have the VPA, Voter Protection Act, 75% yeah. nonsense in Arizona. We were trying to encourage, our legislators didn't get that, so much respect for those people in Ohio who took things under control over there. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, the threat was the special interest groups. So that mm -hmm. what was what John was referring to in 2015 was issue three, and it was for a constitutional change. Right. And so most Ohioans, nine out of 10 people favored some form of, of uh, medical, um, but it failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just didn't want something like that ingrained into the constitution that was also gonna be a monopoly. So the General Assembly acted and said, if we don't step in here and do something, Another special interest group is going to come in, and we're not going to have our fingertips on this. Uh, and uh, so they passed medical. I knew I liked Ohio. Well, <laughs> and I think what, it's not just because you have my favorite congressman. Yeah, yeah, David Joyce. No, the, no, uh, he's the Trump guy. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Sorry. A little bit. Uh, I'm a libertarian. Jim though. Jordan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to law school with Jim. Oh, you um, went to, you know yeah, Jim? Yeah, very well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, 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 you, I, you look like I, a fanboy right now. Yeah, I know. I met Mike Tyson. I'm not even impressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jim Jordan's my boy. Yeah, he's, he's a believer, that's for sure. Uh, yes. And, you know, one of the things that we were involved in, I think the reason the legislature paid attention is because 2009, yeah. gaming was put on the ballot, right, for a constitutional amendment. We were the authors of that as well. We brought gaming to Ohio. And I think the legislature finally realized, look, we don't want it to, to be ingrained in our constitution. We want to own it. We want to control it. Yes. And, and they passed a good program. So, yeah. Okay, so in medical, let's go back to the medical was passed by the General Assembly in what year again? 16. 16. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. An application process? Yeah. So For the medical? So for medical program, there's actually uh, multiple agencies that oversee it. So there's the Department of Commerce, and they regulated um, the labs, the cultivators, and the processors. L uh, okay, labs, testing labs. Testing okay, labs. Yeah. No. There's always labs or like production labs, whatever, but labs, processors, you, you nailed it, sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then there's the Board of Pharmacy, and they regulated the dispensaries, so retail side, and then the patients and the caregivers. And then there was the um, medical board, uh, which uh, would oversee the uh, licensing of doctors who would give recommendations. So it's this multi-jurisdictional approach, but that has since been corrected this past summer through the governor's uh, budget bill. So it gave all jurisdiction of the retail dispensaries, the patients, the caregivers over to the Department of Commerce. So it lives there right now. But for the past five years, you've right. had this multi-jurisdictional approach, which oh. has created a lot of inefficiencies and issues that, that were corrected through the governor's bill. And the reason I want to talk about the past is because there's a lot of these states are still evolving. And when they create these medical programs, they create entities, enterprises, license holders, et cetera, who have rights, perceived rights, protectable rights. What happened to all those medical, were medical licenses issued in Ohio? During that time? Yeah, there, were, there was two rounds of licensing. Okay. Starting in 2017, I think was the first round. So you had dispensary licenses that were issued, 60 dispensary licenses were issued. 60 retail, one, Re retail, one, one retail. One retail. There was 24 cultivation licenses issued. 
uh, and uh, I think 40 yeah. processors were, were issued. And, 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 and those were the original numbers that were set in, in regulation. However, uh, because it was a competitive application, there was a lot of litigation, a lot of people would lose, there was scoring errors and things that, that people pro, uh, uh, had protest. There was a lot more licenses that were given through litigation, right? We were involved in, in some of those. We've won cultivation dispensary licenses that were just, just had to get fixed through a litigation route. So, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now you guys crafted the adult use yeah. uh, legislation. What yeah. did you guys decide to do with all the medicinal one? Were they all just grandfathered in? They were all grandfathered in. And the process really started three years ago. Uh, we, got, we got the phone call uh, to you know, draft the proposal. And really, it, it was really the existing market wanted to convert it to adult use. Right. We were working with the legislature. They didn't want to do adult use. And so because of the initiative, uh, we drafted a proposal, I think in 2021 is when it uh, really, the process started. Right. Uh, and it grandfathered all the existing dispensaries, cultivation, processors in, uh, and then it's gonna give some additional licenses as well. Right? Are, you, so, are, you, are you allowed to say who called you? Well, I- I, I asked some I, I, tough I, questions I, 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 company representatives, how about that? Yeah, so there was a coalition, but right? Explain, but this yeah. is really important. Explain, yeah. though, that it was a uh, initiated statute versus uh, initiated constitutional change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get into that nuance. Yeah. So under Ohio, under the Constitution, uh, if the legislature doesn't act, as I talked about earlier, the voters can step up and either change the Constitution through the ballot or change the revised code through, through the ballot, right? And we chose to go the initiated statute route to, to create 3780 of the Ohio Revised Code. And the reason we did that, because uh, the legislature and everyone hates when you amend the Constitution. And there's a, th a threshold thing there too, 60, 51% or something? 51%. For both changes? For both changes. Oh, yeah, 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 Florida yeah, has that higher yeah. constitutional bar, I think. You know, uh, like if you change the Constitution versus changes mm -hmm. the statutes? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the legislature did try to change that in Ohio in August of this year for only for constitutional, they try to change it to 60% threshold, but that failed. The voters turned that down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio people, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. guys are doing some good governance and the cannabis industry for me has been like, cause I've worked in different states, followed different states, mastered different states. And it's, been, it's like, you, it's a, it's a understanding how politics and governance works. And you see all these different states and how they operate. Yeah. You guys in Ohio are doing some good stuff. I yeah. love it. So you drafted the initiative. You grandfathered in the medical guys. Very nice. Yeah. You made it so they could operate real quickly, flip a switch kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that was the idea. So we wanted to take and draft in it. We didn't want to recreate the wheel. We knew the the invent a new supply chain for the same commodity. Well. Oh my God. Yeah. A, a, yeah. a plant is a plant is a plant. Right? Some people like to think so. And so we took the medical program and we just tried to make it so it's. You're dealing with medical, now you're dealing with rec. Now there are some nuances and differences that we needed to add to it, but we didn't want to create this whole bureaucratic mess so when the department inherits it, so that they know how to hit the ground running and really just work on amending their, their regulations. So did the guys, you didn't tell me who called you, did they say, hey, we want to grandfather, we want to be grandfathered in, 
but we don't want any new licenses to be issued? Is that what the first thing they said to you? No. You don't have to answer that question. Well, no, but it was actually, uh, the, the, their direction was not to be greedy, right? Because if you're greedy, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, right? So Did you follow I what like happened? I yeah, saying. What yeah, was that saying yeah. again? Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, right? So they wanted to make sure there was social equity, right? So we created... Uh, 50 new dispensaries for social equity applicants. We okay. uh, 40, uh, cult I think it was 40 cultivation for uh, social equity. We allowed two years after adult use comes in Ohio, they can do new licensing. So of course you've got a grandfather. The, these these yeah. this, these are the new licenses, not new licenses on top of these new licenses. Well, so the the existing industry gets grandfathered for two years. For for two years, they get well, they get you know by September of 2024. Um, all existing entities are going to be grandfathered in. If you're a cultivator, you're going to be you're going to be given more licenses, dispensaries, depending on on the the type of cultivator you are. If you're an independent dispensary and you have one dispensary, you get two, right? Because there needs to be, you know, the the market in Ohio needs to be about 300 dispensaries for to really cover the state. So what we drafted will create around 300 dispensaries in Ohio and. Uh, and then we, we allow for social equity, we allow for further licensing down the road, um, but most importantly, um, you know, we, we weren't greedy, right? I think right. The, um, we, we really ensured integrity, that the regulatory process was, uh, that the department had every tool to protect children, to protect public areas, uh, to make sure that they could make sure that testing is being done, that there's quality. Uh, so the, the the proposal really provided for a lot of integrity in the industry. And yeah. when did it pass again? November uh, November seventh. Yeah. And it <coughs> becomes yeah. effective next week. Yeah. So December seventh. And, and when can people start applying for these new uh, licenses? Sure. So the yeah. timeline, yeah. the way the timeline works is, we 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 built in um, applications will come available in June, and then the department's required to issue licenses. Uh, around September of next year, so September 7th date. So we expect fourth quarter, um, Ohioans would be able to buy recreational use cannabis. But yeah. when, well, so, but they can't buy from the uh, grandfathered and medicinal ones? You'd no. have, no. So they, <coughs> you still have to apply for a rec license, but the retail operators, it would be a, a, a dual purpose. You'd have a medical sale and then you'd have a rec <coughs> sale option. <coughs> Did you look at what we did in Arizona? Uh, we, uh, I think we did actually pull some We got some really nasty in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. We did some clever shit. Our industry got together and really took care of itself. Okay. Yeah, we, we, may was, need, we may need to call you and ask me yeah. questions. I think it's too late <laughs> now. For other states, yeah. 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 No, yeah. I mean, well, see, I'm the guy who, and I, I don't mind because this is unshackled, if I may, and you guys are awesome. Yeah. Our audience already knows that you two guys are the guys to call in Ohio. And that's kind of like good for you guys, but we could dive deep into Ohio, but I don't want to take up too much time. But I want to do one, share you with one quick story and I want you guys to reflect on it. So in 2012, I got involved in the industry and my family had four dispensaries and I found all these dispensaries, license holders, about 99 of them in Arizona and everybody's trying to figure out what the hell to do. And they're still wrestling with the concept of getting banking and it's mm -hmm. still federally legal and the uh, state certified police officers were gonna do this and that. So I was looking at the regulations and the lobbying aspect of it and I knew it was a VPA thing and I also saw what was happening in Colorado, and there was a transition from medical to adult use coming 2013, and it was a whole different set of regulations. They changed everything mm -hmm. in Colorado from the medicinal to the adult use. So I realized we could take control of it of ourselves. And since we had the license, we could just draft our own 
initiative, get it to the ballot, flip the switch. We don't need no, any new licenses. Yeah. We don't need no new, any new regulations. We can make things happen a lot faster. And everybody was looking at me like, wait, wait are we allowed to do that? Because it was coming from the MPP out of DC and they were <clears throat> writing these initiatives. And in 2006 and 2007, they had written into the initiatives limited dispensaries. The only reason we even have limited dispensaries is because the MPP created that. that the advocacy group created that out of a political uh, mm. perception thing. They didn't want people to think there was a dispensary on every corner. So, you know, Heather Yazazi was the economic director, and God bless the MPP, all of them, everything they did, mm. everything they did. But they didn't understand the nuances of the economics and the market structure and supply chains that they were creating. You know, no, nobody really did. Nobody really has ever done this before. And so <clears throat> in Arizona, we, we grasped that and we wrote our own initiative. But then the normal people came back against us and said, no, you guys are just greedy motherfuckers trying to control the supply chain, control the licensing, and we need more licenses. Mm -hmm. And the MPP was saying that. And I, of course, was lobbying and doing work on behalf of the existing license holders, <clears throat> not even reflecting upon what I was doing. My family sold in 2015. The initiative got shut down in 2016 eventually passed in 2020, quite the same one. Mm -hmm. But I realized with some reflection in 2016, what I'd inadvertently done and pushed forward was a concept that was really hurting my fellow man. You know, because opportunity is everything. And if you create systems with licensing caps, you're essentially telling employees and labor and all those individuals who are trying to learn what's going on in the world, and then rise up, use their skills to become a capital a leader themselves and owner themselves, that they have to go through a barrier that the government has created or that we created or somebody created yeah. that exists now. And I realized I was doing a disservice and that's why I said I will never support licensing caps again. It was me, Mia Koopa, my bad, Sean, MPP, all those guys, I'm very sorry, mm -hmm. but that was Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, and you guys, you guys did a much better job in Ohio. Well, and I think it goes back to what we discussed, the constitution versus initiated statute. Yeah. And so that allows flexibility and it can be rewritten, but also the cap, I mean, I think you have to have a level of how many licenses that there are because it makes it a competitive market. But in addition to that, um, those numbers can change and they can be changed off based off of patient population, population of the state, um, need so all those um, so all those drivers are built into the regulations for expansion. And that's great. Your legislature can change that. Your legislature can alter that at any time with 51 percent, right? Yeah, they can with a majority. And the Department of Commerce has voted to increase yeah. licenses in two years. Um, and and I really think I'm not sure if Arizona was better or worse or Ohio was better or worse. I think it really comes down to each state is different, right? I think. If, if, you know, what we wanted to do is regulate marijuana like alcohol in Ohio, right? And each state is different how they regulate alcohol. Some, you have control states or you have non-control states. And I think if we had an unlimited license uh, in, in Ohio, it never would have passed, right? I think we needed, we needed this was a political document as well, right? It, it needed to pass the voters right. by 51% vote. So uh, Ohio's a pretty conservative state, right? It's a red state, and if, if we had too many licenses and too broad of expansion too fast, I think it would have failed, so, yeah. Right, I agree, and there's yeah. a pragmatic reality behind it, and I just yeah. talk about, like, how the world as it should be, you know, some sort of ideal, some sort yeah. of goal, because I'm very much of a free market guy. Yeah. So even though we have to recognize that, you know, granddad doesn't get it, you know, the, yeah. the, I just like to promote what I call my values or yeah. the right values. 
I don't know if free, those are well, the right ones. Free market. Free market. I'm just a free market. Well, guy. and I think sometimes I, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I, I, I kind of uh, uh, disagree a little bit, right? Because I think if you have too many licenses, you, you can't pay your employees as well, right? Product is going out the back door. You can't have controls. You got to have the right number so it's still profitable, you know, and it's being done the right way. I but agree. each right. each state is different. I mean, look at Oregon, look at California, <coughs> look at Michigan. The number of licenses are so much bigger than than a lot of states, mm -hmm. right? And that that'll never be Ohio. But you know, we're working throughout the country, right? We're you know we're working uh, in you know uh, Kentucky is going to be coming on live. South Carolina is considering legislation. Right. Indiana's got bills that are pending. And you know I think what we try to do, um, we understand the legal, but we also understand the political, right? When right. we're when we're using our legal and our lobbying skills, we really try to get something done that's going to pass, right? We got right. we got to really understand the state that we're in. So right. no, yeah. absolutely, yeah. it's very it's pragmatic. That's why you get paid and I don't. Well, I'm sure you do as well, right? I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinions on where Higher. you think this industry is going to be in about five years from now. Do we see it being federally legal in all of the U.S. or? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great question. That's a good, great question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I could give you, if I knew the answer, right, we would we would all yeah. be doing it's just well, kind of from right? Your opinion, uh, seeing the way that things have yeah, been progressing, I, I think it really depends on on what happens in 2024, right? What uh, who gets elected in the White House, right? Does Biden get reelected? Is another Democrat elected? I think uh, does does the House flip? I think if a conservative Republican uh, gets elected, it's going to really impact the descheduling issue. It's going to impact legalization. It could set us back, uh, <coughs> slow, slow things down for a while. But I think you know, like anything, Washington moves slow, right? right. It's going to be incremental. You've got you've got decrim, you know, uh, reclassification that's going on. I think safer, safer. You'll see banking reform, and I think as new states come online, what do we have? 24 uh, adult use states right now, and as more states come online, 40 plus medicinal, right? Yeah, yeah, 38, I think. Yeah, right, right in that in, uh, in that ballpark. But when Kentucky comes online, and if Indiana ever comes online, you're going to start to see congressional members. That that realize that this is a good industry yeah. that 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 um, is providing jobs. Uh, it's it's counter uh, uh, it's a counterforce to the legal market. I think it's going to take an evolution of more states coming online before before you see you know true. Uh, True, uh, true change in Washington. Yeah. So where's Jim Jordan at? Are you guys went to law school? You guys sat down for dinner and talked about cannabis? <laughs> not, not, not yet. Yeah, not, we just not yet. Brought him up earlier. Today, we we talked we? about him earlier. I mean, he's he's a conservative. He's a strong leader. I, I don't. I think he, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure he's a proponent, right? But yeah. I think he uh, he's got facilities in in his area, and I think. You know, I think it's important for him to learn uh, the importance of this industry, how it's being done, that it's safe, that these are businesses, right? These are, these are, uh, uh, and and it's tax revenue, right? If you look at the illegal Delta market, if you look if you look at the illegal market, there's no extra taxation going on. There's no consumer. We're not protecting our our, our kids. There's things in gas stations that are are, right. are in the illegal market. So. You know, I, th I think it just takes time. It takes education because, I, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I can spin and manipulate if I needed to with the best of them. I yeah. choose not to in my life anymore. Yeah. But yeah. if I was sitting here, if you were Jim Jordan, we, we should have dinner with Jim Jordan. Next time he comes down to Ohio, <laughs> yeah. I will buy dinner. Okay. You just set it up. Okay. And okay. say, hey, hey Jim. You're, you're his, yeah, <laughs> no. he's your hero. Hey, I think Jim, you're his number I, one I, fan. I, look, I, I am your number one fan. I listen to everything <laughs> you say. You are asking some tough questions. That's why I'm his number one fan. 
because yeah. he asks tough questions. I'm not so much concerned about what he believes. I'm concerned about him unraveling what other people say that you should believe. So I say, Jim, this is a liberty thing. It's an individual freedom thing. People need to have access to their medicinal cannabis, their, 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 their therapeutical drug of choice, whether it's alcohol, coffee, or cannabis. Okay. This is the theme that should be legalized on. And if you don't do it your way and remind people that cannabis is a medicine, is therapeutical, and shouldn't be consumed unless you need it, the industry is going to take over. And those yeah. people that want to push recreational, want to push advertising, marketing, and messaging that's pro-cannabis, just like alcohol and tobacco did, will win. Now, I'm an industry advocate, and there's a big enough industry without us needing to be greedy and spinning and pushing people. And if you take charge of it now, you're better off. That's what I would say to Jim Jordan. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's approach. That's not necessarily the absolute truth, but it's a spin on the truth and it's perspective on the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we going to have dinner? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, we'd, love to, we'd love to entertain you. And, and uh, yeah. Go meet Jim Jordan? I'm going to go meet and, Jim Jordan. And, 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 you know, politically, this is not, this is no longer, yeah, Tom's we'd like, love for you to come too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, where's we, my we, invite, we, guys? We just made some new friends, so that's what we're here to, here to do. But look, look, if you look at the industry, this is not a Democrat or, or Republican thing. You know, 50, over 50% 50 of Republicans in Ohio support the industry, right? So the Passed by 57. 57%, yeah, but it's independents, Republicans, and Democrats. So I think that that's, that's important. Yeah. You know, John, Sam, right, Sam, right? Yes, sir. Uh, you guys are incredible. You guys, I, I sit here and I, and, I, and I acquire so much knowledge, information, meet some individuals. And I think to myself, if I'm running the largest cannabis corporation company in Arizona, I, have, I mean, in the country, the world, and I have a lot of money, what am I doing? I'm hiring these guys. Yeah. I'm bringing them in-house. Yeah. You know, so you guys are fantastic. Wow. And we are really pleased to introduce you as the Ohio experts. But I think you guys are much, much, much greater in Ohio. Greater, yeah. And uh, probably every state, you have that level of expertise and knowledge. But certainly, if anybody's doing business in Ohio, they should reach out to you first. You guys make me want to get back into the business. I'm thinking like application round. Nah, yeah. you know. We'd be happy to help. I will. And thank yeah. you for the flattery. Yeah, no, we'll, sure. we'll discuss it over dinner. And, uh, Which and, he's and, paying and, for. It, it's just an <laughs> It's an honor to be with you today, yeah. and you know we're very honored to, to have the time with you today to get to know you both and, and the organization. So thank you. Yeah, thank we, you we like you guys. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. Uh, how do they get people get in touch with you? Uh, you can visit our website, icemiller.com, and uh, you can look up our bios: uh, Sam Porter, John Oberly. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you, guys. This is, My IQ just went up by two points I, after listening to all of mine this. Mine did, too. <laughs> I, it, it frustrates me when people know more than I do. Another episode of Meet Unshackled. This has been Ohio. It's one of my favorites so far. We'll see you the next day. Thank you, guys. Oh.